0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Psalms chapter 23, verse 4. Scripture tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The Bible also says that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. Therefore, fearing the wrath of God will lead us to the wisdom of repentance and protection from judgment. However, this is not an evil thing. It's actually mercy beyond justice. So when the passage says that we shall fear no evil thing, it absolutely applies to us because God is love and loves mercy, but he is also just. And if we choose to make ourselves the servant of the master of sin, then God cannot steal us from him because that would be unrighteous. We ourselves must choose to leave him, that master of sin, and cling to Jesus, the good shepherd, the one of whom there is no wickedness, or variance. At that point, we can then rest in all assurance that we are then protected from every evil thing. In fact, God says that in order for the wolf to get to the sheep, he has to come through me. That even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we should fear no evil. For his rod and his staff, they are a comfort to us. So what exactly does that look like? I'll give you an example that you can visualize. A while back, my small dog, a beagle, got loose one night and a large aggressive dog in our neighborhood came charging to attack her. My husband grabbed a staff and got between them and charged towards the aggressive dog. This dog had been well known to kill other dogs, but it knew in that moment that if it pursued this one, It was going to be hit by the full force of this rod in my husband's hand. So it stopped, it turned, it went home, and it left her alone. Not because of her, but because of the master that protected her and the rod in his hand that was swung in defense of her. And in this did God remind me how he stands in between the enemy and me and how the rod in his hand is a comfort to me. Because that his wrath is turned against the adversary. Because you see, the enemy is out to steal, to kill, and to destroy, just like that dog was that night. Yet for those who belong to God, we know that his rod protects us. In fact, in the time that these passages were written, the shepherds would lay in the sheep gate with his rod. There was a corral, and all of the sheep would rest in it, and there was only one opening to it. And across that opening, the shepherd would lay down and prop his rod across it that he himself would become the door, his rod, the gate. And any wolf that came for his sheep had to go through him to get to them. So for those who belong to Jesus, there is nothing to fear. The question is, do we really belong to him? Because John chapter 15, verse 3 says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask whatever ye will, and it shall be done unto you. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. So then if we believe the words of Jesus, and choose to obey them daily, seek him, and follow his leading, then we will remain in him, and no evil thing will come upon us because nothing can get to us except it come through him. How comforting a thing is this? Now, this does not mean that no difficult thing will ever come upon us, but that if a hard thing comes, then we have the assurance that he allowed it for a good and greater purpose. And it will be meant only to prosper us in the end, either in this life or in the one to come. Just, good, wise, and loving is our Jesus, our Good Shepherd, who does truly want the best for us. And the best rewards in our eternal life often come from obeying God's voice through the most difficult trials in this temporary one. Yet through it all, we can have peace and fear no evil thing. Because that if a trial is allowed to come through the shepherd to you, then it will not be evil unto you, but will work out for the good and bring a greater weight of glory in eternity. And that, my friend, is to be desired if we truly believe him. You see, sinners have hardships with fear and fruitlessness. And saints have hardships too, but it is to produce good fruits in them, those around them, shine the light of the kingdom, and store up treasures for them in heaven. Therefore, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I trust my king, he is still on the throne, and he knows what he is doing. 1 Peter 4, verse 14, reminds us that if we be reproached for the name of Christ, then happy are we. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon us because of this. On their part, he is evil spoken of. But on our part, who are under attack, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man does suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed of it, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, Let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. God, we remind ourselves today that we can trust you, that you really are a good shepherd, but you see things from eternity and not in the temporary like we do. And sometimes you allow temporary trials so that we can gain eternal rewards. You allow temporary attacks so that we might obtain eternal victories. You allow temporary pains that we might gain eternal glory. We suffer temporary losses that we might gain eternal crowns. We go through some prunings in this life that we might become fruitful to the kingdom of God and the purposes of our Christ. God, we thank you. For the reminder that you are a good shepherd and you protect us, you defend us, you stand in between, you intercede for us and your rod and your staff, your authority, it is a comfort to us because it fights off every attack. Yet sometimes you step back and allow the enemy to come in like a flood because you desire to use us to set him up for a fall. You raise up little Davids so that those who think they are mighty might see the giants fall at the hand of the faithful and the humble. You raise up stories of honor throughout the ages, some having a faith for blessings and some having a faith that blesses, because that they were able to endure and maintain that faith through trials and tribulations, that they were willing, like Christ, to demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit, Long-suffering, patience, gentleness, kindness, mercy, compassion, all of the things that Christ demonstrated and then imparted to us and sent us out into the world to show the hard-hearted that there's a better way, that the message of Jesus Christ changes everyone it touches. Suffering is part of a fallen world, and everyone in their life will endure some form of suffering But Peter warns us not to bring the suffering upon ourselves in this life and in the next by bloodying our hands, by becoming just like the enemy, by attacking others, by fighting and quarreling and becoming murderers, either physically or spiritually, because remember Jesus said that even if we just hate our brother, then we are already guilty of the sin of murder. Paul says don't suffer for unrighteousness, but if God see fit to allow us to suffer be attacked or persecuted because of obedience to the words and teachings of Jesus, then happy are we because we trust that he has a purpose in it, that it is working a greater weight of glory for us in eternity, and he will use it to the saving of souls and the softening of the hard-hearted. So, Lord, we remember today that you love us much more than my husband loved our little dog. Therefore, you are willing to defend us You are willing to stand in between the enemy and us. You are willing to swing the rod of authority against that which tries to overtake us. And if anything is allowed in to the sheepfold to try us, then we have to continue to maintain our trust in you, our faithful creator, that you know what you are doing. You might be pruning or you might be planning to use us to prove your great power and faithfulness to others through us. Because sometimes somebody needs to see you step in in defense of your children, and that can only happen if the enemy is allowed to rise up against them. Just like the Israelites at the sea, when the enemy pressed against them from the rear and the sea was in front of them, you said, now I will get me some glory. In the eyes of the Egyptian, this is going to be a victory that will be spoken of for generations. So we can have all faith, confidence, and assurance that no matter what may come, if we belong to Jesus and remain in him and his words in us, then we can say with all faith and perseverance, I will fear no evil thing, for there is no evil thing. That can stand against the staff of my good shepherd, nor the rod of my mighty king. The Bible says that we overcome the devil in the end by the blood of the Lamb, which is what Jesus did, and the word of our testimony, which is what believing what Jesus did does for us, to us, and through us, and that they loved not their lives even unto the death in other words they were willing to profess to share this truth with others no matter what it cost them even if it cost them their very lives they were going to confess with their mouth what they believed in their heart about the testimony of jesus and they were going to share with others no matter what it cost them even if it cost them some dignity and made them walk in humility even if it cost them friends and family so they could walk in unity with the spirit of god even if it cost them career and popularity so they could be used mightily for the kingdom even if it cost them their very lives. That they might tell someone else about the saving grace and the power of the cross of Jesus Christ and what it did for them, how it changed them, how it saved them, how it converted them, how they've been born again. They feared no evil thing, understanding that even if it caused the enemy to completely rise up against them, that in the end it was still For their benefit. I love it in Hebrews chapter 11. When they go through all the greats of the faith. And it says that many of them chose the hard road. So that they might have a better resurrection. Because you see my friend. Our story is going to be told one day. And I want mine to be a story of faith. Not of fear and of doubt. But of believing what Jesus bled and died. To teach me. That this world is not my home. I'm only passing through. In fact I'm just a missionary in it. That I am of another kingdom, as Jesus said, there's a greater homecoming. And those who choose to walk boldly for him are going to rule and reign with Christ in it. Therefore, in this life, as long as we belong to Christ, we should fear no evil. For he is with us. He protects us. He defends us. And so we praise him for the blessings and the miraculous things he does to us and through us. But if he should so choose to use us to tell a greater story of faith through trial and tribulation and even suffering, then as the Apostle Paul said, glad should we be for it's working together a greater weight of glory in eternity and a better resurrection story. Few or his And he will work all things for the good in the end. Therefore, there is nothing to fear in any season that you enter into. We just fix our eyes on Jesus. Step out of the boat. Whether the sea be calm or stormy, we keep moving forward. And we fear no evil.